happy spooky season. My name is Legend of Anakin. Welcome to the Idle Screen Podcast. Uh, I know we skipped a week and I know we are technically a couple days late as I normally put this out on a Friday, but it's Halloween so I figured we'd have a little exception. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I am, you know, dressed for the occasion just a little bit. Um, we had a great Halloween weekend. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, because, you know, you might be listening to it after the fact, but I thought releasing it on a Sunday would be nice because everybody kind of already did their Halloween stuff. So maybe you're hungover. Maybe you're listening to this at a different time. Um, before we get into the, I have, I have, um, like conversations I would like to have and little like shout outs and just interesting topics because I've been asking you all month like why you like why you like Halloween or, or Halloween season what's your favorite horror movies why you like horror why do you like that movie da, da, da. so I've really been having a lot of these conversations with a lot of different people and I'm really excited to get into it uh recently I did post on Facebook Twitter and Instagram this these questions I have them as Q&A's on Spotify and I would like to do more Q&A's moving forward on Spotify and we have some responses on Anchor from three of some of my favorite people in the world. I'm so excited to have them. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'll see if I include them or how the quality will be. I will try to include them in a way that you can hear them. We will see. Um, but if you're listening to this on Anchor, you already know that, it, or Anchor or any other podcast service, you'll already know that it's included in there. Uh, thanks to Anchor having like a super seamless little editing thing. Still working on getting sponsors. We need just a couple more listeners before I can start running ads. So I would appreciate if you share and like and comment and do all that fun stuff if you could. Um, if you're listening on Spotify and I think on Apple, if you could save the podcast, get notifications turned on. So whenever I put it out a new episode, y'all have it we will be going to every other week as opposed to every friday and then starting for season two um in 2022 we will be doing every week again just because it's a little bit easier to maintain because my life is in shambles and i needed to give myself some time to get these episodes out but i hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far and i'm really excited to get into this episode with you before i get into that what has been going on in my life hasn't really been anything super nerdy. Um, we are just preparing for Anime NYC at the end of November. I'm really, really excited for that. I recently got back into streaming. So thank you for everybody that has been, you know, active in the Discord. I can put the Discord. I think the Discord's been in the in the show notes, but it probably hasn't been because I'm irresponsible and forgetful. But I will put the Discord in the details for this episode and episodes moving forward join the legends palace it's super duper fun we have a lot of regulars there a lot of channels that my amazing mod joan made for me i love her so 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 much um and she helped me out with the discord for the most part when i was getting started and now that i have some time again i've been kind of getting back into that catching up on schoolwork it's been great spanish is hard coding is annoying but it is what it is um but I had my first stand-up comedy show. Um, when you're hearing this, I will have had it a couple of days ago, but as of today, I had this comedy show yesterday. And a lot of people have been saying to me like, oh, I didn't know that you did comedy, and I don't do comedy. But it was actually really fun, and I'm kind of proud of myself, and I would love to be able to book new shows going forward and kind of either develop this material or kind of, I would like to go towards a niche, kind of like there used to be a 
comedian who would travel the con circuit, at least on the Upper East Coast. His name was Uncle Yo, and he was probably one of the, well, aside from, like, real-life family friends that I knew, Uncle Yo was one of the first times that I had heard a comedian that, like, resonated with me. Um, And all of the stuff that he had joked about was, like, anime-related, mostly anime-related. But he had, like, some other nerdy stuff thrown in there, like video games, comic books, blah, blah, blah. But predominantly anime, as he did the anime con circuit. And and that was, like, more heavily when I was at more anime conventions and only really cosplayed anime and, like, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. But ideally, one day, I would love to kind of get on that wave. Obviously, I think it's a little bit harder to do that when you're not really versed in regular comedy, but we're going to get there. Um, But it was really, really fun. I really got out of my comfort zone. That's kind of been the theme for 2021. And it really gave me some of the vibes that I think I needed as a performer and just confidence-wise at speaking and things like that. And also, it kind of makes it a lot easier for the podcast because it makes sure that I don't stop so much. Uh, which which I'm still gonna do just because I feel like it's natural when you're having a conversation with nobody to kind of stop and pause and think about what you have to say, but I you have no choice but to keep going when you're on stage. So that was really fun. Um shout out to Peter and Mariah and Asia for for showing out. It really means so 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 much to me that I had like friends that I love so dearly come out and they were in the front row and everything and it made it super easy to kind of like ease into being on stage. It was super scary, but it was amazing. I also met I had met a trans comedian and I just want to make sure that I have her Instagram so you guys could check her out because she was absolutely phenomenal. She's fucking hilarious to be honest with you but we got to have conversations about like body. Um, Naomi Eden. So if you want to check out her Instagram it is Naomi Eden. Um, That is N-A-O-M-I-E-D-E-N. She is amazing. Super funny. We talked about body, we talked about body image in the beginning because obviously I mentioned the training thing, but we then ended up talking about just a whole bunch of other stuff and her, her material that she had was so, so funny. So if you want to check out like another, uh, another comedian in the LGBT space, I definitely suggest checking her out and giving her a follow on Instagram and things like that because she was so funny and I think it's so rare that you get comedians like that, especially with the current political climate. And I I don't think you have to be trans or queer to laugh at certain people's jokes. And I think this is a good way to kind of, you know, normalize those those types of people. And maybe one day we'll get to have her on the show and things like that. And that would be great. But yeah. So anyways, that was really fun. Just wanted to address that. Thank you for everybody who, like, was rooting for me and and messaged me and said they want to go to the next one. I need to do a lot more networking before I book another show. I just got very lucky with this one. My friend Alex Simmons was hosting it, and he asked me if I wanted to be in it because he knew that I kind of wanted to do comedy. Um, and he gave me a ton of help in, in writing my material and how to kind of hone in on it and get a little bit better at what I already had. And, and, and I'm really proud of what I did come up with for that show. Obviously, there are things I want to work on, but we're trying to be a little bit more positive. You know what I mean? Um, so let's get into this episode. I'm really, really excited to like, you know, get started talking about these things. I'm going to open up. So first we're going to open up a couple of comments that we have on 
in or, or on Facebook. So I did go on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, and I will like to. I don't know if I can get to everyone's responses. I would. I would like to if I could, but I I I got some some good responses, and I'm so excited to to have everybody like have answered this because I think it's very rare that you have such a wholesome. Like, I don't know, talking, and this is something that a couple of my friends said, um, Sean, who's going to be in the, he's going to be featured in an episode later in the season, uh, Shizzy, Shizzy, Sean, uh, Sean Green, uh, he did the intro for the show, I've mentioned him in Vulgar Valks, he did the intro for that, um, and he's going to be in an episode, which I just said, but he pointed out, he was the first person to say, a lot of my friends come alive during this time of year, and I just get happy to see them thriving, and I think that's probably my favorite like attitude towards these comments and the responses I had gotten because I didn't even really think about that because my question was you know what's your favorite horror movie and why or what's your favorite part about Halloween season um I think I said the month of Halloween or something silly like that but I I just wanted to know because I think you know not everybody likes horror and um speaking of that Rachel said, let me find the exact comment, Rachel Horn, who I've known for a really, really long time. She's super sweet, but she said, um, I'll be the oddball. I'm not in the scary part of Halloween because I'm, <laughs> she said, I'm not in the scary part of Halloween because I'm a pussy, but I love to see the creativity of decorations, costumes, and cosplay, especially like the entire family included costumes and little babies. And I also like the kitty movies. I'm not ashamed. And, and I said, I think the kids movies are really the most festive. And I agree, because when you think of Halloween movies, you know, I did have um, Lugo, Anthony Lugo, um, one of my gym bros who I worked at GameStop with, but he said uh, Scary Godmother is one of his favorite movies. And when you think of Halloween, and maybe it's just because, you know, I did grow up, like, I didn't have cable but I did grow up around my cousins who were big, big Disney kids, like Disney Channel. Obviously, I was like a Disney kid. We Everybody born in the fucking 90s was a Disney kid. But you, we grew up on DCOMs, right? Um, which is a Disney Channel original movies, for those who don't know what that abbreviation is. Um, but I, when I think of Halloween, I think of like, you know, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, Scary Godmother, um... And really, those are the big three. And then, like, Halloween-themed episodes of other shows. Um, and well, even though Scary Godmother is a Cartoon Network movie, I think, obviously you also think of, like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas and things like that. But those those are all kids' movies. You know what I mean? Oh, Little Vampires? Is that the name of it? Gremlins? Gremlins isn't really a family or a kiddie movie, but... Those are things that I would watch when I was a kid, and you think of those, and and those are even though Gremlins is technically a Christmas movie, I think. Anyways, so you think of those movies as as like the key Halloween things. You know what I mean? Like everybody and their mother talks about fucking Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus, especially. I don't know what has happened in the last few years that kind of everybody has gotten into Hocus Pocus, but you think of those movies, you think of Halloween, like they go hand in hand. And those are like kitty movies, you know what I mean? But I think they really put us in the best spirit. I literally just watched Nightmare Before Christmas like 10 minutes ago. And and those are just the things that like the 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 imagery and the tropes and the jokes and all of those things are so 
iconic for Halloween and it's all very gratuitous and it's it's done in a way that it feels like it's a part of the world in the movies and I think that's why they're some of the best movies and that's why so many of them are like timeless classics. Um, recently I have a film class and we have been watching a lot of like we're kind of going through the history of film because it's the introduction to modern cinema um so we're going through the history of film and we're learning and i've mentioned this in a previous episode but learned a lot about german expressionism didn't know that um the cabinet of dr calgary and uh nosferatu were made in germany and they were they they, they were the first films in german the key films in german expressionism but when you think when a lot of people think of like horror they think of those two movies especially Nosferatu um which obviously we know is based off Dracula uh but they didn't have the rights to Dracula so they made Nosferatu and yeah you think of those movies but the imagery in those movies affected so many things that came after that and I really think even to this day it shows through in those kids movies and and a lot of the tropes of like gothic cinema in general do come into play with Halloween like current Halloween imagery and what's scary and blah 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 but I just really really like that comment and then another note on wholesome I really really like um I Chan I uh comment it says the weather it's literally perfect out here in the northeast part of the United States which I also agree with um I love the colors of the season because they're warm and comforting deep dark reds dark oranges gold black I also really just like how this comment was written I I read it out loud and it was just so it makes me feel good um seasonal drinks and desserts also smell and taste like coziness in a cup or dessert I don't know man this season's perfect to me I've always felt happier around this time of year I've always felt happy around this time, even as a kid who didn't celebrate Halloween. Something about the mood of everything changes. I can't explain it, but something special happens around this time, and I'm here for it. And then they said their their favorite horror movie as a kid was 13 Ghosts. I don't know what it'd be now. Probably the thing. 13 Ghosts is a really, really good movie, and I'm so glad that more people are getting into it now. Because, like, a lot of us saw it when we were younger and kind of missed out on it. Really, I do think the pop the growing popularity of Matthew Lillard out of nowhere has definitely attributed a lot to 13 Ghosts. Like, when I was growing up, my favorite Matthew Lillard role was Steve-O from SLC Punk. And a lot of people didn't really know who he was unless I went, oh, you know, from, from Scooby-Doo. Um, so it's really great that he's, like, getting the recognition he deserves as an actor. I love him so much. If you know my best friend Kaylee, they look, they look like Matthew Lillard, and I pointed it out one day as, like, a joke, but it's actually kind of uncanny, and it's so funny. <laughs> but anyways, um, let's see what else we have. I do want to get, oh, oh, I do like when people talk about costumes, too. So Nemo, who we love so much, and I know Nemo listens to the show when he can, um, but Nemo talks about... Um, they said, I've always used Halloween or cosplay as an excuse to explore my gender sexuality. I also love that it's the one time of year that I don't have to hear Halloween is next month or whatever. Um, I'm just dressed how I regularly dress. As for movies, you can never go wrong with Re Repo, the genetic opera, and uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love movies that can incorporate horror and music. I also have... <gasps> I was trying to think of other Halloween musicals to watch earlier, and now I'm going to watch... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Anyway, I have a soft spot for shitty scary movies, and I mean shitty, like Thanks Killing, Rubber, Birdemic, Ghost Shark, etc. And it's so funny because I watched Birdemic last October, and it's really 
if you haven't seen Birdemic, please see it. But all I'm gonna say is Birdemic is an absolute work of art. Um, similar to Rubber being a work of art, Rubber's about a killer tire. Um, <laughs> and Birdemic is about, it's nothing like the birds, I can tell you that much. Um, Birdemic is a movie, and it's great. It's, it's phenomenal. I think, um, my old speech professor is the one that recommended it to me, Joelle, and he said... All he said was that it was a work of art, and he was like, you're gonna love it, you have to watch it, da 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 so I started it, and it was just a lot. It's really, really, really good. I really hope every, like, and that, that's another thing that Nemo touched on, actually, that I'm guilty of. I used to be, maybe it was because I was, like, a teenager, and I was, like, edgier or something, but... I, I had this big thing for regular horror, you know, I we've talked about in previous episodes, I loved Child's Play, I loved, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream and, and all of those things, and then somewhere down the line, I think it wasn't with the first Saw, because I was really young when the first Saw came out, but around the time that the Japanese movies were getting westernized versions, like One Miss Call and, you know, The Grudge came out, and then One Miss Call and Ring and all that, um... One Miss Call was one of those ones that really stuck with me. Uh, I saw the original version after seeing, obviously, the U.S. version. And then um, uh, I saw a couple years after that, I watched Carve the Slipmouth Woman. That was really good. Dumplings was really good. Saw a lot of those movies and um, eventually got real into the Saw franchise and Hostel and things like that. A Serbian film, I feel like, is a big jump that a lot of, especially gore people, like. And, you know, I get a lot of, of, I have a lot of conversations with people because, you know, I like gore and I've addressed this. I, I enjoy watching it, but I do think it needs to be done in a very specific way. I'm very particular when there's too much gore. Uh, recently, I did see Halloween Kills, obviously. Um, I kind of regret seeing it opening weekend because then it came to Halloween and, and we're planning to go to the movies and I'm like, well, what the fuck are we going to see? We've already seen Halloween and there's not really that many movies out because, you know, this year is kind of dry in terms of film and next year is going to be kind of dry. Um, I think that the film industry really isn't going to start catching up again until probably like 2024, unfortunately, and that's just by ways of we weren't allowed to film for so long and then you know, what with the strikes and things like that. And I do, I do think a lot of changes are going to be coming to the film industry, which is super exciting, especially for people like me who, who kind of want to get their foot in the door, but it's a little, you have to work for free for so long. And, and, and the conditions that they have people working under, especially like PAs, it's like not okay. Um, but that being said, Antlers is coming out. <laughs> so we're seeing Antlers, um, on Halloween, but anyways, Halloween kills, uh, was, you know, a lot of my friends, and I've mentioned Zero Gravity before because obviously they're like the go-to person for all things horror in general outside of Halloween. That is, that is their life. I love everything that Zero has put out, but Halloween Kills was very, very gratuitous in the kills, which is great. That's the best part of that movie was, was the way a lot of these kills were done. Um, without spoiling it for people who still haven't seen it, hopefully you've seen it by, by Halloween when this episode is out, but the people who have, have seen it, you know, it, 
it was a lot. Um, and, 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 and for, for what it was, it's slasher film. So I think that's great. But I also think I prefer the original Halloween movies, which is something, you know, I'm not always such a purist. Like, obviously I was talking about how much I loved Candyman. And I know a couple people who said they didn't like the the new Candyman. And, and I adored the new Candyman, but some people didn't because I don't really know. I didn't really get into the conversation. Um, but, but, I think, I think part of, of Halloween or part of like this season is a lot of people want to have these conversations and they're like, well, I don't really like gore movies. So what do I watch? And it's like, scary movies don't have to be gore. Um, like, like I've said, my, the, the movie that scares me the most is Blair Witch Project. And I don't really like, you know, paranormal movies or things like that, but the Blair Witch scares the shit out of me, and I never want to watch it, uh, and that's just because of how, how it was filmed, and, like, what the big bad in that is, and things like that, but when it comes to gore, I do think there is something to be said when there's, like, shitty, shitty, campy horror movies, and the fact that after my edgy phase, well, after my teenage phase, because we're I'm still edgy, um, I think that I I started to veer more towards like enjoyment of horror movie tropes. So I did end up reverting back to liking the classics and liking the Halloweens and the Friday the Thirteenth and and obviously like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I still love Child's Play. Child's Play has been number one in my heart for so long. But I do like the Seed of Chucky a lot. Um, and and Carrie obviously, but Carrie was unique in that I don't think Carrie really touches on a lot of tropes. Other than, like, the religion thing. Um, the Exorcist too, but the Exorcist, again, that was another one that, you know, visually, it was very stunning. And at the time that it came out, it was a big spectacle, and it was a big deal. And, and there's this little girl, and she's cursing, and da-da-da-da, um, Evil Dead, similarly. And, and I do, I, I like that Nemo hit on this shitty horror thing, because, or even... Well, Evil Dead is in shitty horror, right? Evil Dead turns into something very campy, whereas the first one wasn't, and it was actually really good. And then the the later ones, you know, you have Ash and the Evil Dead, and excuse me, and um, things like that. They get real not <laughs> not scary, and and that's fine. But I think a lot of the tropes and the visuals and things are part of what carries the genre, and I and I like that. I like, you know, when you think of zombie movies, a lot of more pretentious people will think of Romero's Night of the Living Dead and things like that. And some people think of like Zombieland or Shaun of the Dead or things of that nature. And again, I love all of those movies respectively um, for different reasons. Uh, 28 Days, again, when I did my 3 by 3 28 Days is on there. 28 Weeks, I love to death. Shaun of the Dead, it took me a long time to see it, but it is a very good zombie movie, but I don't associate that with Halloween all of the time. Um, but people, different imagery triggers Halloween concepts for different people you know but 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 when you're looking at the evolution of those types of films then eventually we get to movies like warm bodies which when i was an edgy teenager who was absolutely obsessed with zombies i did not want to see 
warm bodies because the concept of it was stupid to me and I didn't like the idea of it even though the guy from Skins was in it and I really liked him so eventually I did end up seeing it I do love warm bodies I think it's very self-aware and it's funny and and I think when you can evolve with the genre that you like like that it kind of makes you appreciate it a little bit more and that brings me into, I know I should have been better prepared and, and kind of had this stuff lined up, but I didn't because who would I be if I was ever prepared and my life were together? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, conversation became, the conversation became, uh, my friend Ezra on Twitter said uh, his at is Ezra Geeky Musing. Um, E-Z-R-A, geeky, M-U-S-I-N-G. And he said, um, their, that their favorite is currently the Evil Dead remake, which actually is one of my favorite, and we talked about that on the 3x3. The Evil Dead remake is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is so fucking good. Um, storyline is very mid-tier. It's, it's very similar. There's a lot of scenes that almost completely mirror the original. Um, obviously the scene with the tree and the girl, I won't get too into it because I'm not putting a trigger warning on this episode, but the scene with the vines and the girl is, is an iconic scene that, that when I saw they did that right and it wasn't too much, I then had faith in the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie was phenomenal. Uh, all, all practical effects in that movie too, which is something I care a lot about. Halloween Kills also was something I had noticed while we were in the movie theater. I was like, oh, this is all practical effects, I believe. And then found out a week later that it was all practical effects, including that gnarly fucking eyeball scene with the, with the, um, the, the couple in the car, which was so fucking good. Anyways, so Ezra said their favorite movie is currently the Evil Dead remake. And, it, and then they said the reasoning was it's proper horror film instead of a campy horror comedy. And I said, what constitutes as a proper horror film? With quotations, if you're not watching this. And they said, for me, it has to be scary or gory or both. And I said, that's exceedingly subjective. And the first Evil Dead was far from campy, but they're, I was like, that's, that's, they're, they're all interesting talking points that I'll have on the show. And Ezra said, it is. It's been a long time since I saw the first one. And the second one, Army or Darkness, are the ones I remember. And I do think Evil Dead, unfortunately did fall victim to becoming that kind of, that kind of, you know, like, like, I didn't even know who Ash was because I only cared about the first Evil Dead. Like, like, Ash was in the first Evil Dead, right? But, but when it came to, like, Ash versus the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, I did not give less of a shit because I didn't enjoy them. And again, my love for Evil Dead formed when I was a teenager. The remake came out when I was a teenager and it was fucking great. There's a scene where it's like raining blood and like the devil comes out and all of that. And it's amazing. And the tongue splitting scene that I want to reenact one day because it's probably the only time I can be super movie accurate. Uh, for those who don't know, I have the split tongue. So it's very funny. Most people listening would know that though, like all five of you. <laughs> Anyways, so, so I do think, you know, it, 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 I'm, Ezra did word it, he said, for me, you know what I mean? So Ezra's aware that, but I just think using the term proper horror film is when, when a lot of people get intimidated by, by like, 
even admitting they haven't seen other movies. And I think this season more than ever, I've seen a lot of my friends, you know, hitting up the classics. My friend Bianette and my friend Nick, they've both been going through certain horror movies. Now, Nick, Nick has been watching a lot more niche films and, and I don't even think he listens to the show, but I will say that I've, I'm, I'm calling him out and I will put him on the, put him on the fucking, like, I'll show him the podcast or whatever. Um, he's a, a cosplayer that I know in the Spidey scene. Um, Nick's Bizarre Adventure is his personal Instagram, and then his other Instagram is li underscore spider guy. Uh, super talented guy, right? Nick m- makes a status yesterday, and he says, I've been watching the classics, and he lists, like, the Babadook, and then, like, a bunch of lesser known, like, two of them are Nick Cage films, and and I forget the other ones, but, but I went, okay. <laughs> classics huh and then like other people in the comments were already saying that so i was like i'm not gonna say anything i'm gonna leave it alone and then my friend bianette has been going through you know the scream franchise and i think nightmare on elm street and halloween i could be totally wrong um but she's been doing big classics (laughs) and and i just think it's so interesting to see how people approach these things and that's what's exciting to me because it's like what are you going to be excited about in terms of horror? And and I think of how, like, I like horror year-round. So for me, it's a little different. But when you think of, like, Halloween season, obviously now's our time to shine, right? But I love seeing all of the different reasonings that people have for the season, you know? It's exciting and cool. And I'm super glad that I get to at least address these things in depth today. And I'm sorry if the episode runs a little bit longer because there's still more to go and more to answer. And I'm going to have... Actually, you know what? Let's play an audio one. Let's play an audio one. I'm sorry if the angle gets real unflattering for the people who have to see my face, but we're going to play an audio one because some of my besties answered this and I'm so excited to feature them. Um, and we will do Rollins first. Rollins, uh, my friend Jacob, he's super cool. Also recently started streaming. If you want to check him out, I will put his, his Twitch in the bio because I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'm really, really, really sorry jake um but he was the first one so we will feature him first give me just a second here we go my favorite series of movies are the final destination movies and whenever i say that or i talk about it to my friends they think i'm talking about like the gore and blood and the way people die it's like no, no 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 like i can't really stand that much gore it just drives me nuts over the years, it's really just the the world and the rule set and the way they set up these scenes. Like it's one of those things that keeps me nervous, keeps me on edge throughout. And I can't think of another horror movie series that makes me feel that way. So definitely follow Destination. That was a good. That was so I haven't listened to these beforehand. I started listening to one of them and then I was like, no, I really want to get like a blind react on the show. Um, so that actually that's another like that's a modern classic series that I almost completely forgot about that had a death grip on our generation. Um, 
Like, like, there's no way. Like, some people, you think of the tanning bed scene, you think of the fucking log scene, and you think of the roller coaster scene. And I think those are like the three ways people pinpoint Final Destination. And and it's true. Like, like, again, again, a lot of parents at the time would say that we like it because the the gore at like at the time this was coming out, you know, it was in tandem with the Saw franchise had already been a thing and and kind of paved the way for these films to be more more popular and i i agree in saying i think it's great that you kind of pointed out that the world building of these movies is something a lot of people kind of sleep on and it's kind of in the same way like some people hate zombie movies and there was a time in my life where i could not fucking picture the like a zombie apocalypse not happening like my whole life was built around the fact that I need to do cardio because I'm not fucking built for a zombie apocalypse and a lot of people do not believe that the reason I started working out was wholeheartedly just in case an apocalypse like that happened. And I think in the same vein, you know, Final Destination did have that grip where are you going to drive behind a fucking log, a log carrying truck? Probably not. Like, and, and I think that's something even again, and I know I keep bringing up the Saw franchise just because I kind of have to. Um, and one of my favorite cosplayers, her name is Astro Void Cosplay. Sorry I'm, like, name-dropping all, all this episode, but um, that was kind of the point and why I was so excited to get this episode out. Um, Astra, she pointed out that Saul was her favorite, and I was super excited because I feel like it's not something people normally say, especially because so many people were super involved in Saul when it first came out, and then they they were like, oh, like, I can't be remember, but the story for Saul, like, if you were an invested fan, the story for Saul got so in-depth later on, and, like, Jigsaw, and the, and the legacy, and da-da-da-da, even if you're, you play fucking Dead by Daylight, like, when you read the pig's story in Dead by Daylight, it's so... Ah, it's just good. You know what I mean? And and I think Final Destination is one of those things that, you know, people who were involved in it for the story and the world, it was very easy to kind of stay involved in it. And I think it's great because I feel like when you mention horror, a lot of people don't bring up Final Destination anymore. And I, I think, I hope that it's not going to be one of those things like lost to time because it really was. I mean, I I, I should go back and rewatch them and maybe we'll do that. But it it was one of those things that I feel got lost to to the generation that it, that it came out in, which was, you know... <laughs> currently, we are... <laughs> currently, we are mid-twenties, mid-thirties, you know what I mean? That was very much for us, and and the tanning bed scene especially says a lot about the time, because this was, you know, uh, GTL and fucking Jim Tan Laundry is a quote from Jersey Shore, but this is when everybody was going to the uh, going to the tanning salon. Black people weren't, but, like, <laughs> like all the white people were going to the tanning salon. I never fucking went, because um, this was when I actually would go outside. So, but, you know, um, it's really great that you brought that up, and I really appreciate it. I'm so excited about these fucking... There's not a lot of voice messages, but I love getting them. I know on Vulgar Valks we only had one or two, but it really is, like, my favorite feature that Anchor has. And I I do want to double-check if anybody answered on Spotify. I don't think we have answers on Spotify, but I will just take a look 
because it is a feature that I enjoy. Um, and obviously playing that back is going to be, uh, oh wait, there is no playing it back. It's literally just me reading it to you because I forgot. That's kind of how they do that on Spotify. Um, but let me just see. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So we don't have, we don't have answers on Spotify, but we have answers everywhere else, which is great and phenomenal. And I'm excited about it. So moving on to actually let's check Instagram and then I will sprinkle in some other little voice messages for you guys. So on Instagram, which is a lot more annoying to check, on Instagram, we have a lot of different answers. A lot of people didn't answer the why aspect of it, which is fine, um, but that's okay. Uh, Heather Bodie, who will be featured on the show in a later episode, and I was in her panel for New York Comic Con, she had a great answer. And she said, I love the adrenaline of being scared. It's addicting. And I have to agree. Now, I posted a tweet earlier today, and it said, um, oh, me literally being chased by Michael Myers while in a costume on Halloween. I don't know, man. This year just doesn't feel spooky enough. And it is straight up because I... And, and it's funny because if you watch me stream Dead by Daylight, I jump scares get me really easily, especially when I'm like with people. When I'm by myself, they don't really get me as much because I kind of anticipate it. And I did talk about, you know, some of my favorite elements of game design are, and I bring this up all the fucking time, especially when talking about uh, my two favorite, well, basically everybody's favorite horror franchises, which would be Resi and Silent Hill. Um, sound design sound design is fucking imperative and and that goes for movies and real life and like if you're in a fucking haunt and and there's no like sound that's like stressing you out you know what i mean it just don't hit the same and and the adrenaline and and again this is probably why i i don't mind the blair witch if it's on but I won't go seek it out and it's because that anxiety just gets to me but it's a fun and the difference is the Blair Witch will give me nightmares and that's not fun but but the adrenaline and trying to trying to like anticipate the spooks it's it's great and it is such a good thing and nobody said that except for Heather because I think a lot of people don't want to admit that they're like fiends for 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 the adrenaline um and and I I do think you know, I'm somebody who, who clearly, like, I've joked about my pain tolerance being high and things like that. I've done the, I've, I've been suspended from hooks and, and I like fucking roller coasters and scary rides and, and I've been on the Zoominjaro and things like, like, when Zoominjaro came out, I was on it the first year it was out and, and those are things I seek out to do and it's probably because of the chemical imbalances, <laughs> but the adrenaline is so enjoyable and and I do like being scared in person a lot more than I like you know watching a movie and them getting me with the cheap jump scare but it is super duper fun either way and I think that's that's a great a great reason to love the season because it's really the only time that it'll happen you know what I mean and a lot of people again um see a lot of well some people um the killing dryer Drake 
I can't pronounce his name. One of my favorite cosplayers in the world, um, Nor Effects, is they're actually getting married. Probably by the time this is out, they'll be getting married. But Halloween is Nor Effects' birthday, Noir Effects' birthdays, birthday. And um, they're married, and, or they're going to get married. And they're like a power couple. They run a hunt together uh, down south in Louisiana, I believe. And. They're just great. I love them. They cosplay Joker and Punchline. They do a lot of other stuff. I found them through, I think, through one of their looks that they did for their haunt around Halloween time last year or the year before. And then Dreyric, Dreyric, I'm really going to need to ask how to pronounce it, but uh, has a split tongue and you never find other cosplayers that have a split tongue. So I was very excited. And then they started cosplaying Joker and Punchline. And I was like, oh my God, I love you guys so much. And then Noir cosplays uh, Lady D. We love Lady D. So obviously I just love them. I'm like their biggest fan. Um, but anyways, it's Noir's birthday. So Noir and my friend Eden both said something about their birth. Well, he said something and then Eden said something about her birthday being in October. But some people said... Um, Mariah. Mariah said, my favorite thing, my favorite thing about Halloween is people, seeing people come out of their shells in costume. And then somebody else said that people get to walk a mile in their favorite character's shoes. Um, my, my friend, uh, my friend Rose, she said for eggs to express, or it's, it's a perfect, it's a perfect opportunity for people to express themselves. Um, Joan, who I mentioned earlier, I, I love Joan so much. She's like my sister. She said, I love seeing decorations and seeing how much people love this holiday. It's one day out of the year where I don't feel as out of place as I normally do. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, I think me being, me being how I am. Oh, Molly said a good one. Molly said... Molly had two answers, but in in one part is related to what I'm the the tangent I'm currently on. Molly said her favorite movie is Scream, and I love how it subverts the genre tropes. Even non horror fans know while still having some awesome kills and jump scares. And I love watching people fall in love with horror movies. My brother is not a horror fan and watched Psycho over the course of three days. He went from this is dumb to this is one of the best movies ever. Watching people realize horror is so much more past the surface makes me fall in love with the genre all over again, which is related to what Jacob said. There's so much more to so many horror movies than what we actually, like, show and... And getting back onto the subject of, you know, getting to kind of be yourself, which is the theme a lot of my, like, closer friends seem to have, or, like, even just being excited for your friends who are excited, I think that's something so great. And, and, and I like it with other holidays, but I do think, you know, this generation is a lot less family oriented and not in a bad way. Um, we do it, we are a lot more like our chosen family type thing. And that's just by nature of like all of us having shitty family dynamics. But I think it's, so, it's, it's kind of great. And, and you guys know, like I've talked about, you know, my goal with not just this show, but kind of everything that I do is I would like to kind of, if, if you're going to label me as an influencer, because the statement I was going to say does say I would like to influence people. But if I'm going to be a content creator, like the one lasting mark, especially considering how much I bounce around with things is I would like people to, to want to be themselves. And, and even when I responded to Rachel's comment earlier about 
her liking like the kitty movies, I said some of those are the best, most festive ones. And she said I always make her feel included, and I really, really, you know, without getting super sappy on the fucking Halloween episode, I think that I would like to make remind people, you know. It's okay to be excited about things. Like, my favorite aspects of myself is that I get excited about things. And it's not just stuff that I like. But when my friends are excited about stuff, it gets me hype. Um, and I joke about it all the time. My best, best friend in the whole world is a furry. To the point where I'm so accepting of furries that people think I'm a furry. And I promise you I'm not. But Kaylee did draw me as a cute little bat. And I really like it. It's really cute. But I'm not. Um, and I will I will probably tag that little Twitter post um, because I really want my best friend's art to get more acknowledgement. But anyways, um, I think that is something like, like, I hope that when all is said and done, everybody can just be a little bit more comfortable the other 364 days a year. And, and embrace these things that that they think they're like like obviously I get excited around Halloween time because I really am at my most powerful fashion and I'm I'm more confident and people people come to me for makeup advice which is great because I don't even do my fucking makeup anymore um but I also think throughout this podcast I've gotten louder <laughs> but I I I there's just so many aspects that you don't think of and I I think kind of the growing at least in my circles the growing popularity of this season is great and I think it does happen because obviously growing up I was kind of like the misfit outcast emo kid and it was like the one time you could it was socially acceptable to cosplay and blah 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 and I think that so many of my friends feel the way that we feel about the season because it is the time where we know that we can be ourselves. And we know, like, I was a zombie for so many years in a row, and this is the first Halloween where I'm like, I don't really want to do all of that. Like, I kind of do. I would like to do, like, a little Dahlia smile or something. I don't know. Like, I just like doing that kind of gory makeup. Um, But I do think, you know... It, it's something that we kind of neglect and, 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 and like that, that aspect of really embracing things that we like, even if it's just horror and, and you kind of don't try new things. And I know a lot of people who they would love going to conventions. They would love cosplaying their cosplays or, or their Halloween costumes are always fucking on point. Like they always deliver. Da, 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 da. Never have tried it. Only on Halloween do they do that. And it's like, yeah, but you could do this year round, you know? And I think that with the growing popularity of it, people are dressing up, you know, they do the 31 days of looks or whatever. And and I think that's great. And they try other other characters they wouldn't try. Like, they do more than just glam makeup and things like that. And I think that's wonderful and super fucking exciting. And, you know, maybe you're just in it for the scares and stuff, but... Think about that because I think it's something that's unique to this season because a lot of people are kind of like disowning Christmas. You know, everybody disowns Valentine's Day. I really like Valentine's Day. Um, I've never really had a reason to like it, but, but the aesthetic is cute. So I've always loved it. I always wear something like red or pink or whatever and like really, you know, um, so maybe it's just me and I'm real guilty of like you know the marketing getting to me but Halloween is definitely my favorite time of year 
Plus, everything's pumpkin flavored, and I really, really like pumpkin and apple cider and blah, blah, blah. Um, moving on to the next, the next voice message. It is from Scott, um, All American Beard, 1776. One of my favorite people in the whole world. If you don't follow him on TikTok, follow him on TikTok. Uh, I met him through TikTok. He's in, like, almost every single fucking stream I do, and he's, like, an amazing person who really motivates me more than I should express or I've ever expressed but very excited to, we're going to have him on in season two, and he's been the first guest that I've planned for season two. So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. And I had already started playing this, so let me just rewind it because. Let's do that. And I'm not going to edit this part out, so I'm just not going to stop talking, so you guys don't have to wait. And you have to deal with hearing me for all this time. This is a longer episode, though, like I promised, so I hope you didn't mind the wait. I just wanted to get some good feedback so I could have some good some good content before we get to the guest episodes this winter slash fall. Here's Scott. Hi, Annie. It's Beard here. So, uh, I love the horror genre because um, it is tied with a lot of happy memories that I have with my late godmother. She was the one that introduced me to it all, showed me my first horror movie, which was the original Hellraiser, which I was much too young to watch that movie, but it is what it is. Um, also, I have an appreciation for the production of movies and uh, practical effects specifically, and I've noticed that uh, movies nowadays, they've sort of moved away from practical effects but the horror genre has really stuck with it, even after all this time, and I just absolutely love that. Anyways, uh, love the show, you're doing great, and I don't know how to end this, so I'll just uh, say, have a good day. <laughs> Thank you, Beard. Beard's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, but yeah, and I hope I hope I get to meet him. I canceled my trip, so he I didn't get to see him. Um, but one day we will meet, and it will be great. I'm so excited. He also he just got a forge and like set it up in his house, so he's gonna be like making cool stuff. Anyway, very cool guy, Beard. Um, but yes, these are all things I'm so glad that, like, we agree on certain things. And I don't know if maybe it's just, like, I found my tribe and people get it. But, again, the practical effects. It's, like, one of my favorite things about the genre is so many movies stick to practical effects because sometimes it's just better. Um, I follow so many accounts that will just showcase, like, like these giant rigs and, like, bladders things set up and, like, like moving. Like, um, I recently saw, it was, like, a, it was, like, a, a science experiment thing, but it, like, moves on the, on the, on the, uh, slab it's on and, and it, like, has this exposed heart and things like that and it's, there's no guy in there and it looks so fucking real. It is so cool how far we've come in terms of practical effects. And you don't even really need any any digital effects to, to enhance these things. Like, like I said, you know, Evil Dead, Halloween Kills. There's other ones, but those are the ones that do it so much justice. And, and it is super exciting because it does take you out of the moment when you're watching these films and you can tell that it's shitty CGI. 
You know what I mean? And I think that, that like, you really hit the nail on the head. And, and I do think it's, it's funny that you said you saw Hellraiser too young because it's very much how I felt when I was watching, like, Child's Play and stuff. And Carrie, like, I know the first time I saw Carrie, I must have been, like, five or six. And I was like, this is this is a lot, like, and I loved it, but I shouldn't have been watching it, and, and I think I kind of, like, put it on the back burner for a couple of years, and then, and, and once I saw it again, I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever, you know what I mean, um, and I think that's, that's, that's kind of how a lot of us ended up getting into it, you know what I mean, like, somebody in our lives showed it to us, and I, I, it's good that you have those memories, because you kind of get to relive them, you know, when you, when you rewatch things, and, and I think, you know, obviously, it's not the same when the person that you love isn't there anymore, but you, you kind of never let go of those memories, and I think it's something that people have with regular movies, and they think that you can't have it with something like horror, but you really can, and especially because, like, I know that beard has kids so like eventually you can show it to your kids and kind of have that with them too which I mean if you feel I feel like you'd be cool enough to do that but but it is something that's so great and that like a lot of people kind of neglect and don't really get to address when you're thinking of of horror and people don't treat horror like there's such there's like this skepticism that comes tied to it and I don't think it really needs to be that way even when you think of film you know like a lot of especially when I've been studying film for a long time and people used to regard film especially like more pretentious folks people regard horror with like such disdain in 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 film circles but when, again, you think of German Expressionism or you think of things that, like, Hitchcock did with Psycho and you think of, like, like a, a horror has brought a lot to the film industry in terms of, like, key things that you wouldn't have tried otherwise, like, when it comes to, like, the number of shots that are in, in a sequence, like, or, or the music that goes into something or, or, or the lack of sound design or, or, or even how blood is portrayed, or effects, or or things like that, or rigging any like stunt work. You, fit horror has brought so many of those things to the forefront, and and it translates later on, and and people kind of neglect that for such a long time. And in terms of filmmaking specifically, there's a lot of like writing things that people people didn't take serious because it was so tied to the horror genre and I think now it's getting easier to kind of meld them together especially when you think of of you know Dacostas and Peels and and things like that and and um like how they're becoming more political statements and they're very like self-aware and like 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 statements on socioeconomic like current events and and like I said in previous episodes you know I had to do and uh I had to make a painting that was a statement on something and my statement ended up becoming it was it was how it was with the rise of zombies again like what is humanity's fear because all of these tropes kind of come and go when it's 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 what like the things that gain popularity it's what are people currently scared of? And, and like slasher films, it's like people are scared of like being their, their personal whatever. And, and zombie films, it's they're scared of losing control. And that's why these things kind of snowball again later on. And they're different, but they're the same tropes. Um, and, and when you think of horror, they, they've always kind of served that purpose as most of cinema and, and media has. And, 
people kind of have always neglected that aspect. And I think horror has always been such a good vein to deliver these messages on. And now they're kind of melding together so well with like actual, like, like they're very, they're, there's, we're entering a, a new era of sophisticated horror is what I'm trying to say. And it's very, very fucking exciting because they're, we're taking old things and old tropes and old, old techniques of film and, and, and editing and makeup. And we're adding in new techniques of like how, how to, to narrate a story. And it's, it's coming together to make something that's great. And I think old horror fans and new horror fans can kind of agree on, on those, on those circumstances. And I think that's wonderful. We're going to finish off answering all of these wonderful responses with my best best friend in the whole wide world who I love more than anything on this uh I love more than like most people on this planet because Kaylee will beat me up if I if I don't have a message from Kaylee and play a message from Joe because I wouldn't know Joe if Kaylee didn't try to pit us against each other but we're gonna we're gonna finish the voice messages with a message from my best friend Joe so I'm really really excited to have him on the show too Hopefully we can get Joe on an episode, but I feel like if we get an episode, I have to plan what the theme is or else we will have like a six hour episode just talking about like Superman and Captain America alone. So let's see what Joe had to say about this week's topic. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm kind of a weenie when it comes to horror. Um, I can't really watch horror myself anymore because I get too freaked out. Um, but what I really love about horror is the entire culture that has really risen up around it. You know, even without watching the movies, I could listen to someone talk for hours about the music of horror or the makeup or the effects or, you know, really anything. It's this whole deep, broad range of really cool culture. Um, and not a lot of other genres get that. And that's what I really like about horror. <laughs> I like how almost everybody doesn't know how to end their, their messages, but that was such a good summary, and I'm so glad I didn't listen to these messages because that literally encapsulates, encapsulates the entire episode. Like, it really, really... There's not even a good way to respond after that because Joe literally just confirmed all of the things that I've been ranting and rambling about for this last hour. So I hope he likes this episode because it was a really good one. Um, pat myself on the back. But that was an amazing message because it does, in 40 seconds, summarize what it has taken 58 minutes for me to summarize. Um, yes. <laughs> that's it i think i think you know the 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 passion that comes from horror fans is absolutely unmatched and i do think that of all of the fandoms i have found myself in over the years be it like star wars or marvel or specifically like the spider spider-man or zelda or nintendo or 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 whatever the fuck those are like my my five personality traits um i think that horror fans are probably the least toxic and i can say that with the utmost confidence some of them are questionable but the least gatekeepy 
I feel like out of all the things I just listed would be horror fans. And and I feel like a lot of horror people, again, like Molly said, you know, when you're introducing somebody to horror and they're getting into it, it is so exciting to relive those feelings and introduce somebody to something that you enjoy and see them enjoy it, even if it's for different reasons. And I have had these conversations with Joe. He doesn't like horror movies at all. And, and because I believe we were trying to talk about watching something and he was like, absolutely not. (laughs) And, and it's, it's, if you know him, you obviously know this, but he is like one of the most upbeat, positive people. So it's super funny to me because like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, it makes sense that he doesn't like horror, you know what I mean? But he likes it. He, he, he appreciates it for what it is, but he doesn't enjoy it for what it is you know what I mean but Joe is like the pop culture guy so he understands you know the significance of it and I think that's great and I think it's rare that that people can look at something and be like well I don't like it but I appreciate these things about it because I do think like there's people like my mom who who hate horror and everything it stands for and they don't want to watch it they don't understand why people like it and then there's people like Joe who, who understand why we love what we love, and and I'm glad that Halloween has so many aspects that people like, where it's like the family aspect, where people love to watch little kids dress up, and like the magic of Halloween for kids, and, and or, or the horror aspect, where it's like I'm allowed to be, or I can be scared and get that rush, or, or I'm allowed to be myself and explore this thing that I don't get to explore every other year, conf- or every other day, confidently I think those are amazing and I don't know how to wrap this up because I could just talk about it for hours (laughs) but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you guys had a wonderful Halloween I hope that this was I know you're probably listening to it after Halloween but I hope the vibes are good um because I know they're great with me and I hope that you can keep something about this episode and any of the things that I address from any of the people who have answered me and talked to me about this topic, I hope that you can carry that with you through the other 364 days of the year. And I hope that you have fun with it. And if you're interested in costumes, know that you can do them year-round. You enjoy horror year-round. And then during Halloween, just go extra fucking hard with it. That's it. I'm sorry, I feel like my tone definitely is, like, way more in your face than normal podcast episodes. I shouldn't apologize, because it's my fucking show. (laughs) But I hope you you guys enjoyed this episode. I have been Lynch of Anakin. Everywhere you can find me will be in the description. Please turn on notifications, blah blah blah, share the show, comment. This and the third, you know, all the plugs that I gotta do. I am on Twitch almost every Sunday, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, around 9.30pm EST. Come check it out, hang out with us. We will be playing Devil May Cry and Resident Evil and all these fun games, um, and probably Overwatch. (laughs) Moving forward into the new year, I will get a new, um, next few episodes are probably going to be guest episodes, I believe. Every other Friday, we will hit you up with some some Idol Screen podcasts. I have such a great arrangement of guests coming on. I hope you guys are ready for it. Super duper fucking stoked for it. Have a happy Halloween. Live like legends. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs>